This episode may include topics, references, or discussions around sexual assault, domestic violence, stalking, physical violence, or subject matters that may be disturbing to some of our listeners. We do acknowledge that this content may be difficult. We also encourage you to care for your safety and well-being. Shocking, sad, revealing, and deeply researched. PH Murder Stories podcast covers the true account of infamous killings and true crime stories from the Philippines. There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts. Viewer discretion is advised. Hostage-taking situations are one of the most discussed cases in the Philippines. After all, most of these kinds of incidents in the country conclude very badly and in other instances are deadly. The incident at the Taguig Hall of Justice in March 2007 caught the entire country's attention as the movie stuntman and his common-law wife held four people hostage for an entire day. Ironically, inside a place where people expect justice. Hostages were punched, kicked, and pistol-whipped. Hostage-takers were seen looking for ways to escape, and the SWAT team's operations were nationally televised. Indeed, the incident was filled with drama, confusion, and twists. You are listening to the PH Murder Stories podcast. And this is our fourth episode for season three. Sunod-sunod na putok ang narinig mula sa Taguig City Hall of Justice kani-kanina lang. Kansis, uh, uh, kanina alauna, imedya ng hapon at mangtatalon ang sospek na si Almario Villegas ng dungaw ito sa bintana na may hawak na baril. Ngunit hindi ito tumuloy at pumasok muli sa kwarto at matapos nga nung ilang minuto makalipas ay pitong malalakas na tunog ang aming narinig mula dito sa labas. Ang pito ay mukhang uh, tila pagputok ng baril at isa ay tila pagsabog ng granada pero hindi pa na ito makumpirma sa ngayon. Matapos ito, dalawa katao ang inilabas sa gusali. Isang lalaki at isang babae na isinakay sa ambulansya. Mukhang hindi naman sila nasaktan pero hindi pa natin alam sa ngayon kung ano ang kanilang pagkakakilanlan. Ngayon ay uh, papunta tayo sa isang uh, uh, lugar dito sa paaralan na katabi ng gusali upang, uh, isang, upang abangan isang press conference upang ipaliwanag daw sa media kung ano ang mga sunod-sunod na nangyari kanina. Ah, sa tingin ko, nag, uh, nagwala ito dahil doon sa kaso. Wala namang hinihingi ba? Ang hinihingi lang nung kanina, dahil pinapakalma na nga, sinasabi lang, eh, siguraduhin lang hindi siya... Hindi siya babanatan, hindi siya sasaktan. So I think andun na yung negosyasyon. So hopefully, maayos namin ito. The Taguig Hall of Justice is located inside a land property of the Department of Public Works and Highways, situated along General Santos Avenue 
and Barangay Central, Bikutan, with neighboring government offices. Inaugurated and blessed on April 27, 2006, under the administration of then-Mayor Freddy Tinga, the edifice houses eight regional trial courts, four metropolitan trial courts, the city prosecutor's office, and the local public attorney's office. Schools and universities and other education subsidiaries are also found in the vicinity of the courthouse. Unfortunately, activities in nearby schools were struck when the police stormed the Justice Hall on March 14, 2007, less than a year after the building was opened, to end an almost 24-hour hostage crisis that killed the gunman and freed four of his hostages. Gunshots and a blast rang out within the local court as the police special weapons and tactics team carried out the assault shown on national TV. The gunman, Al Bautista, also known as Almario Villegas, was killed after dropping a grenade that exploded in his face. A court staffer managed to escape, but Bautista and his common-law wife, Delia de la Cruz, held four people hostage. The hostages were Clerk of Court Donna Dunuan, Court Stenographer Liwanag Saloma, Legal Counsel Frederick Ballesteros, and Gina Ramos, the person whom both hostage-takers were beefing with. The drama began when Bautista, a movie stuntman by profession, pulled a pistol after an argument with Gina Ramos during a land dispute hearing. He was angered by the latter's refusal to reset the scheduled preliminary conference over a foreclosed mortgage property. Before the situation escalated, Bautista threatened Ramos bragging that he brought four grenades, was a member of the Philippine Marines, and had killed before. Though later, the Philippine Marines denied that Bautista was a member of the elite unit, the authorities also learned that he has a standing warrant of arrest for the murder of a Taguig judge several years ago. During the hostage-taking, Bautista pistol-whipped Ramos while Ballesteros, the legal counsel assigned to their case, was kicked and punched by Bautista during the standoff. Video footage showed Bautista clad in a red shirt, brandishing a pistol and grenade inside the court. At one point, he physically assaulted the hostage, gave a menacing stare at the media gathered outside, and briefly pointed his gun at them. Calling all aspiring podcasters. This is your sign to start your own podcast because we have just the right tool for you. Before we started podcasting, we really thought that everything would be such a hassle, especially the editing. But we found the best and most convenient all-around podcast tool out there, Podmachine. Podmachine will take care of all your podcasting needs. From audio production, designs, and marketing growth, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and keep creating great content that sounds professional. It's time for you to start sounding like a pro with Podmachine today. Sign up and get a free episode trial. And once you're convinced of how good it can be and how it helped us, you can start for as low as only $49.99 for four episodes in a month. But wait, there's more. If you use our code PHMURDER, all caps, no spaces, you get one free episode credit upon subscribing. 
Just head on to podmachine.com. Let them do the dirty work so you can do the fun stuff and sound like a pro. Then Supreme Court Chief Justice Reynato Puno arrived briefly at the scene to convince Bautista to surrender. He assured him that the judicial branch would handle the land dispute fairly. Mayor Tinga said that Bautista and De La Cruz made no specific demands, but later asked for 3 million pesos in ransom. Tinga and police officers negotiated via cell phone and said that they wanted to end the drama peacefully. Bautista had agreed to surrender his 22 caliber pistol and grenade while he was to be escorted by his police friend, Jimmy Rondon, in a getaway car. Rondon had shown up after being requested at the scene, but Bautista changed his mind and attempted to clash with the responding policeman, triggering an exchange of gunfire. Seven shots were heard from the hall. When the officer fired back at him, Bautista dropped a grenade out of confusion, which exploded, killing him instantly and burned half of his face. According to the police, the four hostages were all safely rescued. Ramos, who appeared dazed, suffered from bruises, while Ballesteros was bloodied by Bautista's blows. The four hostages would undergo debriefing. On the other hand, the authorities took De La Cruz into custody and may be charged as an accomplice in the incident. The circumstances prompted authorities to review the security measures nationwide in all courts, especially its contract with a servicing security agency in the Taguig Hall of Justice. A week after the infamous incident happened, Gina Ramos, one of the hostages, filed illegal detention and kidnapping charges against Delia de la Cruz, the primary hostage-taker's common-law wife. The drama did not end during the hostage-taking incident as Ramos, who saw one of her hostage-takers for the first time since the end of her ordeal, slapped de la Cruz, though other reports indicate that Ramos threw a punch. On the other hand, de la Cruz told reporters that she would consider filing charges against Ramos as she suffered a wound that had to be treated by doctors. She also claimed her innocence in the hostage-taking incident, asserting that her former lover also held her hostage. The infamous hostage-taking incident at the Taguig Hall of Justice in 2007 isn't the only unfortunate event that happened in the vicinity. In 2005, captured Abusayaf guerrilla commanders took over a prison building in Camp Bagundiwa, near the court building. Police special forces stormed the prison, killing 22 people, most of them guerrillas. Nonetheless, the only positive outcome from the 2007 hostage-taking was that all of the hostages were deemed safe from this drama-filled incident. Though we cannot deny that this tragic incident truly blew up, even taking the lead hostage-taker's life with it.
listening to PH Murder Stories. If you like this episode, give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also support our show on Patreon. Any amount you donate would benefit our team to keep doing what we love, which is to provide more true crime episodes for our listeners. Link in the description. For further updates from our show, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at PH Murder Stories. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.